0: Welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lebiel. And this week, we don't trust anyone, and we don't trust our phones.
1: No. Never trust. I don't trust. trust my phone now. Well, that's good. It's listening to me. It definitely is. It's making suggestions. It absolutely is. This is why I got a divorce. Uh, one of the reasons.
0: Because of being spied on and yes, having bad suggestions made absolutely. to you?
1: Absolutely.
0: Weird. Mm. So niche. Before we get started, uh... Talking about 2016's Cell.
1: Cell. Not the
0: Cell. No. Different movie. No. Prettier. Uh, Cell.
1: Uh, How was your week? Um, It was really good up until I watched this movie. Oh. Actually. It's it's just a very disappointing movie in some respects.
0: Yeah. How was your week? Uh, Good. Mm, I want my weekends to be approximately 45 times as long as they are.
1: (laughs) I did not 45%. No,
0: you know, 45 times. Like, I had a
1: very restful weekend, but I wanted so much more from it. Mm-hmm. There was too much I wanted to do and so much yeah. I wanted to cram into those two days.
0: Yeah, the list of things I, I wanted to get done on Sunday was very long. And mm. I got done many of those things, but not all of those things. Yeah. And then I just wanted today, today is Monday, to do the things I didn't do on Sunday. And I couldn't because I had stupid
1: work. It was stupid, a weird truncated work. week. I would imagine that yes. it would be more restful, But the sun went out on, on Wednesday. And yeah, I don't think I've recovered from right, that. Right, that was sort of a shock. It's not back yet. Either. Not fully, no. It really does, for those of you who like horror movies, it's very reminiscent of Silent Hill.
0: Yeah, it does feel like this, Silent Hill.
1: And it's not far the from city the city is gone,
0: too. Yeah. The um, San Francisco has disappeared from our view.
1: Yes. Typically, we can't see it across the bay. Yep, right now it's just a smothered out white it's just gray. blur.
0: It's like the end of the world.
1: Yes. It's a mist. It's a bridge that heads into nowhere.
0: I don't even see the bridge in most places. Like yeah. that's how bad the I visibility is. I can see about is. half of
1: it on a good day. Yeah. But it's 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 very disturbing and it does feel like someone sponged off whole parts of the skyline. Yep. So sorry.
0: All right, do so you want to get into this movie that yes. wanted to be good?
1: Speaking of the end of the world.
0: So here's the thing
1: about mm-hmm. this movie. All right.
0: It should have been good.
1: It should have been very this
0: good. This cast tells me this should have been good.
1: There's no excuse for it.
0: Um
1: That's what's disappointing. Now there's a troubled production history, right?
0: Yes, and I think fundamentally the issue with this movie is it is literally eight years too late.
1: Yes. That's one of the things. Yeah.
0: So before we get into it, we watched so or before we get, you know, too far down this rabbit hole, we'll go go through the the film. So the movie that we watched is a 2016 release. It was only released limited in theaters. It was also a video on demand. It stars John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson and Orphan, whose name I cannot remember. Isabel Furman. Isabel Furman. And Owen Teague. Stacy Teach. Um, Owen Teague uh-huh. is going to be Harold Lauder in The New Stand. Okay. He's also Patrick Hofstetter in the current It. He has done a lot of Stephen King.
1: Mm.
0: And uh, when we get to the stand, I'll talk about how disappointed I am that he's been cast in that role. Yes, Stacey Keach is in this. He's the only other really big name other than the top two. And it was directed by Todd Williams, uh, a man who I know nothing about and whose filmography leads me to be okay with the fact that I know nothing about him.
1: I think he's part of the problem.
0: It was also, the screenplay was written by Stephen King, uh, which is fine. Originally, this was uh, purchased within three months of the release of the book and optioned by Dimension Films in 2006, and they proceeded to do nothing with it. Well, they didn't. They put Eli Roth on it, and then three years later, Eli Roth was like, no, I'm not interested anymore, and then they didn't do anything with it. And at that point, they should have just
1: shelved it. Uh, Do you think that Eli Roth would have been better for this material? Absolutely. I mean, I'm not really too fond of him as a director. I understand. However, I do think that he has an understanding for how to shoot this. Yes. And I really feel that this particular filmmaker just had everything in his toolbox and did nothing with it. And did
0: nothing with it. I think the. Big, the biggest part of, I think the biggest part of the problem with this film is that it was made in 2016. Okay. I think that this story, or, and it was set in 2016. Mm -hmm. If the story had been a period piece set in 2006,
1: I think it would have worked better. Okay. I'll find an example for you. A long and boring literary parallel. Oh, God. Here we go. There is a short (laughs) story that I'm very fond of called Horror of the Heights by Arthur Conan Doyle. And this is written in the turn of the last century, right? And it's this very interesting idea about what causes airplane crashes. This is back when uh, airplanes were a very new thing.
0: Uh, The fact that they're magic and sometimes they fall out of the sky is unsurprising to me.
1: Well, in this story, he develops this really fantastic idea of air jungles, where there's creatures that float on giant balloon sacks of of lighter-than-air gas and that attack passing uh, airplanes. Okay. So that's a really fascinating idea, but within 20 years, it was completely out of date.
0: Right, because within, now uh, right. enough people have flown that we that know there are that not it's not air magic
1: above the city of, right. of London. So it's a really interesting idea that we really can't explore, because everyone now knows that's yeah. kind of nonsense. Yeah, it was really great though when nobody knew why things happened or right. what caused wind shear or other things that happened mm-hmm. to early airplanes. Similarly, when cell phones were still sort of a new thing, more yes. or less. Yeah. It would have been really spooky to think, what if they turn you all into yes. zombies?
0: The other sort of piece of that mm. is by twenty in two thousand and six, I would argue that not the the majority of the population of the United States did not have a phone. A cell phone. In two thousand and six. I think many, many people did, and in cities and things many more people did. But mm. I think across the board Far fewer people in 2006 than in had, had a phone than in 2016. Well, that's for sure. Um, so there's a there's an alteration to the story right there because you're going to have a larger original uh, wave of infected. Mm-hmm. And then just, I mean, by 2016, we all knew our fucking phones were bad for us. We know yeah. that they're spying on us. We know that they're throwing an election. We know, like, like right. our phones are, but also helping us in the daily so that we don't care and we allow them to just take all of our information and give it to whoever they want to give it to. Hey, everybody, we're screwed. Um, so let's start at the very beginning. The very beginning, and let's do the one sentence. We, we haven't done this in a while. The one sentence is sign-off. I'm
1: not sure this deserves more than one sentence, actually. Oh, wait. go ahead.
0: All right, explain this to me like I'm a two-year-old, okay? Because there's an element to this thing I just cannot get through my thick head. When a mysterious cell phone signal causes apocalyptic chaos, an artist is determined to reunite with his young son in New England. I'm not mad at that. That's a pretty good one-sentence synopsis. Yeah.
1: That is... But I mean, there's not much more that happens. That's basically the entire story.
0: Yep. That's it. There's little plotty things, but that's the the fundamental thing. Here's the issue that I
1: have, okay? Even what you mentioned just there is not resolved at all. In this movie, it is not. Right, in the film. We're yeah. judging strictly on the basis of the film, not the book. Even that one sentence synopsis is not resolved by the end of this film.
0: I don't think you need to have a resolution to make a film, a compelling uh, film.
1: I think you would need to have one of several resolutions we're presented with.
0: Uh, we'll get and to I, it. Yeah, Let's, okay. Start we're going to jump all the way to the end. Let's not jump all the way to the end. Let's start at the beginning. Let's start with the good parts, Because really, the like the two leads in this movie are... Great actors, Mm -hmm. and they're both very good in this, I think. I would argue. Yes, they are. Okay. We start with Clay Riddell, a name that I don't trust. Uh, Like, (laughs) I just,
1: (laughs) that doesn't seem like a real name. I don't know that anyone north of the Mason-Dixon line is called Clay.
0: Yes. So he's from Maine. He's working on a graphic novel. He's in the airport in Boston. Uh Uh-huh. He's been apparently living in Boston for the last year.
1: Right. He's separated from
0: his wife. Yes. But it's confusing when we start because the fact that he's in an airport makes you think, and and the conversation that he's having with his wife makes you think, He's tra- He travels for work and hasn't been home in a
1: long time. That would be the impression that you would get just from the opening scene. There's some character revelation that happens later, but... Right. So that like is what I thought was happening. It's so sparse.
0: Yeah. But that's not, right.
1: that's not the case. That, yeah. We, we don't get that until much later.
0: Um, so he's in the airport. We don't know why. He says he wants to come visit. But... He hasn't gotten that okayed with his wife, and his wife doesn't want him to come home because he's been gone for a year. Right. And it's not that simple to just come by and see his kid, which is what he what he ultimately wants to do. But there's no...
1: Now, there's a question I have for you about that scene. Like,
0: why is he in the airport? Where is he going? What is happening?
1: I believe that he, he had some success with his graphic novel. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes he um and he wants he's to gotten a
1: uh, mm-hmm. deal He's telling his wife that there's nobody new in his life uh, we discovered that's not entirely true.
0: Well, there's nobody currently now right.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh so his phone is dying mm-hmm. when he's talking to his family, and then, in the middle of the airport um it it's apparent that something has happened. We'll just go ahead and say the cell phones emitted a pulse into the people who were using the cell phones at that moment right. and turned them into crazies? Crazies yeah, is apt, right?
1: What we should warn people about, uh, about this particular scene, and it's really the best scene in the entire film, really, is that there's a wide-scale carnage. There, I would argue are that a it's not a very
0: good scene because of, it's shot
1: terribly. Well, it's shot terribly, but I mean, this is... The, all right. See, I'm agreeing with you. that it's shot terribly. It's still the best scene in the movie. Mm, okay. Um, there's a lot of large scale carnage. It's really it's well staged. It's not well shot at all. No. And the special effects of the scene could have been so much better had they just shifted the camera
0: on anything for right. more than a half a second. But this is like if you're epileptic, this mm, scene would maybe set you. The off. editing is really bad. The editing is terrible. You but can't we really have see what's happening to
1: warn the audience. Okay. We have scenes of people throwing up, and we have um, the most shocking bit is a security guard eating his own guard dog. Yes. And we should warn people, because I know that oddly in the horror community, people are, are more offended by animals dying Yes, than I mean, yeah. I
0: but think, yes, if yeah.
1: you don't want to see a man eating a German Shepherd rod, that, that scene's a little bit much.
0: Would you prefer he put him over a spit?
1: I think raw is, is
0: a weird way
1: to Well, erase yeah, that. It, it, it implies more suffering than you'd get with a cooked animal. I but, guess. But um, but yeah, so there's some really graphic and really scary parts to that opening scene.
0: Yeah, but the the problem is there's no coherence to what's happening. No. Some people are attacking themselves. Some people are attacking each other. Some people are attacking the people that are quote unquote normal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. There's no sort of rhyme or reason to what's...
1: What are they doing or who are they attacking or why are they attacking them? Yeah, Because it doesn't seem as if... It's
0: not like in Bird Box, spoiler for Bird Box, where you injure yourself if you're affected by whatever it is that's affecting people. But that is a thing that's in this.
1: What I thought would be, which would make more sense, is that the people who are infected attack the people who are not infected. Instead, they attack Everything. They attack if each moves, other. They attack, they attack
0: themselves. Yeah, right. it's it, it's a mixture of you know bird box and zombie, right? And twenty like twenty eight days later,
1: because they aren't mm-hmm.
0: dead as far as we can tell. I think it owes a
1: great deal to George Romero's film *The Crazies*.
0: Okay, and, and what's the original the deal and with that, with that group?
1: In that group, is they're just pushed all into insanity by a chemical uh, dump, so they start they react according to their own neuroses. That would be still better than what happens because it's yeah. not very really clear why these people... There's one woman who just runs headfirst into a wall. And again, it's yes. shocking. Yes. But...
0: But it feels like mm. that... It's very similar to Bird Box. Now, granted, Bird Box was four right. years after... three, Two years after this. Um, so I'm not saying one copied the other. But in that, at least, everybody was affected the same way. Right. And in no. this, there's no... One way that there's one
1: bit that actually is very grimly kind of humorous, which is the cop just starts shooting everyone. He's not affected, but uh, John Cusack's character asks him, Is that the plan? Just keep shooting everyone, and then he goes on doing it as if he doesn't. and I I wasn't sure if that was a cop or a security guard, it was hard to tell. Well, oh, that's right, it's an airport, so it might have been like a TSA or yeah. yeah, well, the other guy's busy eating his dog. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think that was the more effective scene in the film, really. But it like as you said, it's edited really badly. It's
0: it's very difficult to watch and understand what's happening. There's a
1: scene of an airplane crash that could have been really ratcheted up the, the scene. Yeah, but they cut attention. away from it
0: so quickly. They cut
1: away from it really quickly and
0: You don't even have time. Mm-hmm. It's like three seconds long. You don't even have time to go, Oh
1: crap, they're gonna crash right. before
0: they've crashed and we've moved on. Right. Like
1: it's there's no There wasn't enough time spent with that element either. And maybe someone like Eli Roth, who again, I don't like necessarily as a director, but he can certainly ratchet up tension. He, he
0: understands what that is. He
1: knows the basic film structure of making yeah. something suspenseful. The scene could have been longer. There's a... Uh, the plane crashes... I think the
0: scene was perfectly fine lengthwise. What what I think my problem was, mm-hmm. they, they wanted to show us 80 things in 70 right. seconds. Okay, so that's and why I said longer. It's, so or Or mm, not. You don't, mm. don't have to show me all of this. Show me... 40 things in 70 seconds, not okay. 80 things in 70 seconds. You know what I mean? Like, you could pair back, especially if everything is different. Shh. Figure out what's actually happening and right. then show me that.
1: I think what the, the director, if I can assume what he was thinking, was trying to show us some sort of representation of just chaos. Right. But And that's... It but, doesn't move the story forward. It right, doesn't and really what, make a lot of sense.
0: It, it, the whole function of the scene now is to set our new mm-hmm. reality. Right. And unadulterated chaos with no pattern is not the reality that we are now in. Right. But that is the reality that he has set for us. And right. i that's
1: unsuccessful. Right? Well, it's very illogical. Yes. there's There's nothing... It doesn't make any sense. So, Clay
0: and... I don't know if I mentioned, that's John Cusack's character, he uh, escapes the airport Mm -hmm. as planes have crashed into each other and then skidded into the airport, so there's explosions above. So he runs down, and he uh, runs to the sort of subway, I don't know if it's a real subway station or just a... I a, think it's a very much subway station the way that we have at right, our airports.
1: Or in Georgia, when I was there, there's just a sort of a trend that goes all around the airport because it's so enormous.
0: Oh, gotcha. Now, this one, I think, goes outside, outside but mm-hmm. um, I don't know how far or if it's just a, a link. Um, and there's a small group of people inside the subway car. And um, the train driver is the the main guy that we see, which is. Samuel L. Jackson. His name is Tom McCourt. He is gay. He mentions it very briefly. And we
1: never talk about it again. Right. So, there you go. Gay representation? He was a gay married man, too. At no, one he point, said
0: my man left
1: me. You no, know, uh, Later in the film, he mentions how he thought his divorce was the end of the world. Oh, gotcha. So, I don't know if that meant he was married as a... Street man, and then got divorced? No, and, I think or it was meant probably. he was married to another But man. Massachusetts right. made it legal before anybody else, okay. so... So, yeah, you know. but that part kind of confused me, because I'm going, oh, okay.
0: But he says, yeah, my mm-hmm. man left me, so I, I'm single, or, or like, yeah. I'm all alone, or whatever, and that was it. That's the extent of, yeah. of knowing that he's gay. He doesn't even y- use that to his advantage when he's getting hit on weirdly later, but it's fine. Every, all of the passengers the the bystanders are like well we're f- we're safe here so let's not go anywhere because the train is the sh- the power's been shut down and the train won't go and uh you know Tom says we can walk out of here and everybody else is like that's crazy what will you do when they turn the power back on and I'm like I don't think you have to worry about that uh and that, Clay also does not think you have to worry about that but these people are have sort of been stuck down down underneath the ground and don't really know what's happening uh and tom's like well that's fine for 24 hours but um they manually pump water out of these tunnels and if yeah. nobody's doing that then these tunnels are gonna flood and i'm like ooh, sounds like san francisco i bet that same thing happens mm-hmm. here um and so they decide to get walking and it's a, a, a man and a woman i think
1: I'm sorry, and the two of them no, it's just them it, and oh, a is it just them and young DJ Caucasian Liquid? man who goes by DJ Liquid. I thought there was a third or a fourth There was, There was arguments with the people on the, the train itself, but only the three of them leave. Okay. All right.
0: So then they're almost out of the tunnel when uh, DJ Liquid is stabbed to death by one Liquefied. of these dudes. And we, I guess they call them phoners because why wouldn't they? These people who have been
1: Because Walker was already taken. Yes, well.
0: And the other two escape to the street above. Um, they, they go to Clay's apartment. And that's how I realized, oh, he lives in Boston because this is yeah. his apartment. And then later, there's a commotion at the front door. And Alice Maxwell joins our group. She has just had to kill her mother. And... Um, they let her in and they give her, like, she goes and takes a shower and that is when we know that there was at least a girlfriend because Clay says my girlfriend may have left some things that would fit you. Right. Uh, And then um, she asks, you know, if you guys go anywhere, can I go with you? She's sort of asking to go or to, to stay with them because everything is terrible. Now, at this point, they know something's gone up gone on with the phone. They have one telephone amongst them. It's Tom's. They put it in the freezer because it slows the battery down, but they won't use it and they won't answer it.
1: Well he's still expecting a call from his son.
0: He's hoping to get a hold of his son because he's he and, and his plan is to go to them. Mm-hmm. He is going to go find his wife and child. Um, even though everybody that they come across is like, there's no way they're still, you know, yeah. with us but He's not gonna give up and he won't until he knows for sure, for sure, for sure. So they decide they're going to head north. Through New England. They have various encounters. It's very much like The Walking Dead. These things flock and at night they don't really act up. Mm -hmm. They just kind of They
1: seem to transmit a radio signal or something.
0: And then yeah, you can hear from them. Um, from their mouths, there's that like static. Yeah. So they keep going. They keep going, and then they, after sundown one night, they arrive at a private school. This is where we meet Charles Ardie, Stacy Keach, and scholarship student Jordan. That's Owen Teague, and. They, Ardy says that he thinks that they have developed a hive mind, and that
1: they're telepathic. That they're all, all like a bee. Now, this was the flaw that you mentioned when you described the synopsis of the book, which is that everything in the book seems to be based on a conjecture. It was almost like the language.
0: I don't have a. I don't think that's a flaw. You think well,
1: that's? A, I, I think didn't it's say a flaw a because flaw. it's similar. Well. Well, the way you described it to me, it came okay. across as a flaw. Okay. Is is similar to the Langoliers in that we never really know what's going on. We just have what people think is going on. Right. What their reasoning is. And that led to long passages of very talky kind of exposition where people sit and try to make up what they think is going on. Um, I think it works a little bit better here, maybe, because it's so much shorter. And there's, like, real actual behavior oh, that we're Oh, you mean watching. in the
0: actual Langoliers, te- the movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think that's right. But I... I I think if you're telling a story like this, and it's really a five-day story about mm. survivors of an incident, you may never know what it, what right. it is. I mean, that's a sort of the same thing with Under the Dome, the TV show. Mm. In the movie, or in the book, you find out what it is and right. what happens. They don't really ever quite know, it seems like, in the TV show, what, because it's happening to them. Right. They don't have an objective view of this this thing so um, i don't see that as a flaw in the book um it was an issue in the langoliers tv show too because they just needed to fill time right and they didn't have enough action at points to fill the time so they just had to do it other ways this works fine and and it makes sense that They'd be. Everybody would be trying to figure out what. Well, I said
1: I think it makes more sense here that you have a headmaster and his top students sitting there, figuring things out, but also trying it, um, trying to prove their hypothesis very scientifically. They're testing it. All the characters are laying there at night. Uh, the the phoners or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, And that leads to probably the most horrific scene in the film, too. Yeah,
0: they end up driving a gas truck over them and then lighting them uh, on fire. Right. Which is a rough watch, because those are still human beings.
1: And there's a lot of crunching and sliding going on. Yes. And again, this is a problem with this director not knowing how to milk that. I mean, there are horrible ways you can do it, there are ways yeah. that are more suggestive to do it, but it just, it's... No, it's
0: it's all done very matter-of-fact, very quickly, right. and we move on very
1: fast. But uh, despite the fact that uh, the gas truck is subsequently exploded and kills one of the new kills characters. Kills yes, Char- so, yes. Yes, right.
0: huge dies. And then we have our group of four now, and it's, it's Jordan, the the student,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Alice, who's a young woman, who uh, we should say is played by Orphan. Mm-hmm. Um, she was
1: Isabel Fermin
0: orphan. Not the orphan, uh-huh. not an orphan, just orphan. She looks younger in this, weirdly. <laughs> and uh and then Tom and Clay. So that's our that's our group. And they keep moving and they take shelter in a drive in theater, which is fun. I kept going oh, Look, it's the numbers that you tune in to get the radio signal to play the sound in your car. Um, And that night, they all have dreams about, they call him the Raggedy Man in the book. They don't call him the Raggedy Man
1: in the movie. Because they don't want to get sued, probably.
0: You don't think you can use Raggedy? I
1: think Raggedy raggedy Man and Raggedy Andy are kind of close, Raggedy Ann. I and guess. I'm guess. thinking of... Um, but if he could do
0: it in his book.
1: Yeah, but I think it's when you're doing a film like when they did... Uh, da, 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 Annabelle. Uh, Annabelle.
0: Yes, the real Annabelle, for anybody who doesn't know,
1: is a Raggedy Ann doll. This thing's creeped me out. My like sister just a
0: standard Raggedy Ann doll. It's it was as not, big as
1: I was. It was it's know, not
0: a hand-turned, wooden...
1: Evil doll. Creep creep like, fest
0: that the Annabelle doll has become. It is just a Raggedy Ann.
1: See to me that's creepier. Those big eyes. It's triangle noses. And triangle noses. The triangle noses is,
0: nose is weird. Uh and they all have had this the same dream or mm-hmm. dreamed of the same person. And they think that he's the the leader. He's also the main character in the graphic novel that Clay just sold. Right. He recognized So
1: the impression seems to be that Clay, it, this being is reaching into people's subconscious and he's been doing it and for a while. And had been,
0: right, exactly. No, he's
1: wearing a yellow hood. Red. Is it red? It's red. Okay. Sorry. Um, well,
0: I know, colorblindness. Which
1: to me then harkens back to, it's like a visual reference to... Um, don't look now? Yeah, don't look now, I think.
0: Maybe. Little Red Riding Hood. Mm-hmm. Yes. So then we keep it going. Days pass. They run into a group of survivors in a roadside bar. Uh, they've been seeing signs and hearing of Cashwack, which is a state park in Maine, and it says no phone mm-hmm. or no foe. So the idea, I think, is that they think that the phoners are trying to get them to go there. Thinking well, that, that it's a dead yet. zone. No no no, it does at the at this place because the woman at the bar says oh, okay, they got sorry. a casino up there last last mm. year or whatever. There's a new cell tower right there. Like it's not a cell phone free place. Um so they think it's a, a trap. Trap. A trap. It feels like was it fourth season of the Walking Dead fifth season where they're all going to
1: yeah I think that's a place where part of the problem go. is that the material is pretty well worn by now yeah, that's true and so there's not really much you can do with it because all the tropes have been explored already
0: yes, uh so even though they kind of think that it might be a trap, they decide they're gonna go there
1: mm-hmm. and because he thinks his son is going to be there
0: yes. And then the next morning, one of the survivors is awoken, goes out to figure out what the sound that she heard mm-hmm. was and is infected because now they're sending the pulse through their now physical bodies. Right. Yes.
1: Now, and, up until this point, what they had learned at the boys' school, the theory was that they're completely inactive at night, although the headmaster warns them that they're evolving rapidly. Right. So this is a new and they're power. they're not
0: inactive. They just they sort of power down.
1: Right. But, I mean, this is a new power that they've developed yes. to compensate for the fact that people are now learning how to overcome them. But being, as was suggested, they're a hive mind, they're all learning from different... Right. right, um, From the collected knowledge that they're all gathering.
0: Right. And so Sally, this lady that, well, I was going to say, hit on Tom, hit on mm. Sam Jackson's character. right when, Well, she hit on everybody, but she especially hit on Sam Jackson's character, and I expected her to, him to be like, no dice, lady. Not my type. Mm. Like, but he didn't say anything nope. because we've already gotten out over the fact that he's gay, and we don't need to talk about it anymore. So, uh, which is so weird. And so Sally is at- is attacked or and turned, and then she goes on, on an attacking spree and hits Alice in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, they take. Sally down, and Alice... They bring Alice outside.
1: So no one survives from the diner?
0: Um, Tom shoots Sally. Uh-huh. Then Tom is actually... It says that Tom is fine, but he doesn't continue with them. Tom and Sally are the only ones that I remember from the. Mm. Like, the dude that ran it. Because was three people in the it. diner, right? Yeah, Tom was the... Uh, the English dude that mm-hmm. ran the place, and Sally was like barfly,
1: uh-huh. and then
0: there was at least one other person, but another they're...
1: guy who kept nobody making jokes was... about the English food.
0: I thought that was Clay that was talking about the English food. No, th- nobody was well defined. That's the other problem That's, with this. Movie. Yeah,
1: it, it, what I didn't like is the fact that we lost Alice, who was a really good character in this story up to that point, mm. and we get another dump, but like not exposition dump, but a lot of character stuff for about five minutes in this diner. Clay draws a picture... It's not a diner. It's a bar. Or a bar. (laughs) (laughs) We don't spend much time in either. I understand. Um, Clay draws a picture of Alice. Of Alice, yeah. Alice describes the fact that she apparently had some sort of crush on Clay.
0: Oh, I missed that.
1: Because um, she mentions that she didn't like it when the...
0: Oh, that's right. She was real hostile to him in their previous encounters because they lived in the same building. Right. Um, and she was, he was like, I never knew what the fuck was up with you.
1: And she's like, yeah, she was always a hostile That was her thing, and that she didn't like it when the other woman came around, so.
0: Ugh, it feels like they wanted to do a thing very similar to the Stephen Weber uh-huh. storyline in Desperation. Right. I'm glad they didn't, because well, we didn't. John Cusack is way too, she's like, what, well, 20, it maybe?
1: that we've seen her as a literal child. Yes, well, I think. Or no, we maybe. Didn't. I don't know.
0: Spoiler. Um...
1: But um, but he's old enough to be right
0: her father and maybe her grandfather like well not like, her grandfather friends. and people can have babies at very young
1: ages mm, you could be a grandmother at thirty six I- I'm aware of that I just don't <laughs> like to think about it anyhow so I think that it she does a, she's really good in this part she is her her death scene where she. Just kind of slowly goes.
0: Yep. She succumbs to her head wound,
1: as the Wikipedia is really kind of touching. Yeah. And it's one of those moments that makes you upset with the film for not overall maintaining this quality all through the film.
0: Yeah, well. All right. So, we move on. Mm -hmm. It's now just, I guess, Jordan and Clay and Tom. Right. And they encounter Ray Huizinga. And Denise, he's got a sp- who believe that once again that Cash mm-hmm. Whack is a trap set by the raggedy man, and Ray uh, has not slept in days and days because he, te- he keeps watch over Denise, who is a young woman uh, who is pregnant. Ray leads Clay. I didn't realize it rhymed until I said it. Ray leads Clay to a river and basically is like, uh, "I'm hallucinating. I'm hallucinating. I I dream about him, but now I'm seeing shit when I'm awake." And so um, I need to explode myself. It's an ice cream truck, right? Yes, he's he's driving an ice cream truck. Uh, He says that he planted explosives in the truck, and then he blows himself up to keep the Raggedy Man from knowing what's up. And this is where Raggedy Man starts having um, sort of shades of the walking man from the stand. Mm -hmm. That sort of, I, I can get into your brain even if you're not following me. Right uh tone without any personality or well, that's it. I don't
1: it. have any feelings towards him at all because he hasn't really been established as a character. He really effectively gets introduced midway through the story. Yeah. And which is weird that there's not a lot of build up to his character appearing. Um and then he is important to the rest of the film, but as we'll discover, it doesn't really amount to anything. Yeah. There's there's nothing, and that that I would have loved to seen where he explains what he is or something, but instead, yeah, there's no, there's nothing. He's of just that. a shadowy figure in the background, and he's not in the film enough to actually become a really menacing figure. He's just some strange looking character, yeah, hanging yeah. around the fringes of crowds,
0: uh, or in the middle of mm-hmm. a crowd. Uh, and finally, they make it to, I presume it's Clay's old house. Mm-hmm. Now it's Sharon and Johnny's house. Uh, where Sharon is in the attic making a lot of racket because she's a phoner, and then um, I think Tom ends up killing her.
1: So I right, don't think there's a Clay big can. that's the best staged piece of action in the entire movie. It's frankly. a
0: shame because here's the thing about John Cusack. We've talked about it before. We're going to talk about it again. I'm sure. Here, yeah. He can fight. Oh, Let yes, him he can. fucking fight. Right. But he never gets to fight. He just gets to look scared. And get out of the way. Gross point blank. <laughs> oh, I should watch that movie again. I like that movie. He
1: is... Um, he actually gets a fight scene with Benny the Jet Rukitas, who's his martial arts teacher. Wow. And one of the greatest kickboxers that ever lived. Right. 50-0 and 0 record.
0: And they let and him...
1: Fight and, like and they were hitting fight. each other for real. They were there wasn't well because they would
0: known each other for right. however a de- a decades probably yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah. a decade so at that they point. They were
1: they were actually they weren't trying to kill each other. No, but they were really actually.
0: They're so, like yeah. we can do this, so
1: right. let's do this. So they just yeah. let loose like it was a training session, and they're really hitting each other. They're really slapping each other against wall. It's really fun. I want
0: to watch that again because I didn't know that, mm-hmm. so I want to watch it with with that knowledge. That's interesting. Uh, but yeah, he's not fighting in this movie, y'all.
1: Well, he does kind of kick people a lot. That's interesting. I mean... The opening scene when he's running away, he's shoving and kicking he's people. He's shoving but and
0: kicking people. He never but gets a, to do a actual, It's right. a lot of just getting people away from He doesn't get to do him. actual
1: action hero stuff like he's capable Which of. is
0: fair when you mm. don't know what's happening to people or what's wrong with them. Right. You don't want to engage with them and hurt them. You just don't want them near you. I have you. to
1: say, honestly, this is probably the most action stuff he's done in a movie, aside from maybe Grosse Blank or even... Um, because he was what an accountant in Con Air or something, yes, right? Yes, he was. Yeah, he was a pencil pusher, for sure. So,
0: um... He's not even wearing well shoes in that movie. Yeah. He's, like, wearing sandals the whole time. That's, like... That was in his contract.
1: That's he so wouldn't
0: weird. do the movie unless he could drive that car mm-hmm. and wear sandals the whole time. That's so weird. It's, like... It's... Re- yes, it's very odd. Uh, so... He, and then he sees a note from Johnny saying he's going to cash whack, And they're like, it's, it's Is a it trap. refrigerator
1: magnets again? Yeah, I believe okay, so. There something we go. like that. Yes, a, it was. It's it was. a medium that. Um, that.
0: It said, Mom's one of them. I've right. going to cash whack.
1: Yeah. Or something like that. A medium that uh, Stephen King has explored in Bag of Bones, the refrigerator magnet message.
0: Yeah. And so, yes, right. And so, they—that's this is when they split up.
1: Uh huh.
0: And. Tom and Jordan go um north. We don't need to talk about where. Mm-hmm. In the book they're headed to Canada. And then he goes by himself with the explosive truck to Cashwack. When he gets there, there's a giant like communications tower and thousands of the infected walking in a circle around mm-hmm. it like a herd. Right.
1: They keep referring to them as a flock, but this felt like a herd. Well, I think that because they're moving like birds, I think is what they're, they're going with flock, Right, but, but
0: this particularly felt uh, like flying, buffalo more stomping, than, yes, right, exactly. So, yes, it
1: should be a herd.
0: Um, but maybe that was used for another thing that mm-hmm. they couldn't, they didn't want to get confused. Um, he, the Raggedy Man is there and John, uh, and John Cusack, and Clay runs him over. We think killing him, but then they can, like, come back. It's confusing. And then he decides that he's going to go through with the plan and blow this thing up. And then Johnny appears in front of him. And we see Clay hug Johnny as he detonates the explosives in the truck, destroying literally everything. Mm -hmm. But then, that's not what happened. The explosion was an illusion, and then we see Clay walking in this massive group, having been infected, and the Raggedy Man is still alive watching this crowd mm. walk around this communications tower for no reason
1: that is discernible. because well, we're never given any reason why any and of this And then happened. that's the yeah. end of the movie.
0: So we get multiple endings, which is a thing I... Don't like mm-hmm. that movie, the Turning of the, the Turn of the Screw movie, the Turning.
1: The one that I would refer to as the last, screw
0: <laughs> last year that had four different endings, right. none of which were clearly what actually happened. Stop it! Yeah, I under I'm fine with an ambiguous ending. In fact, like I'm pissed when you take ambiguous ambiguity away. Or make your shit too explicit, like in The Orphanage, yeah. where at the end they tacked on a scene that is so clearly for dumb Americans going, in case you don't understand what just happened, this is what just happened. No. I hate that. But also, at least they knew what the fuck happened. And I feel like... And, and Stephen King explicitly changed the end of this book because the end of the novel was people had problems with it. But then I feel like he didn't really care what the end was, so he just was like, "I don't know, whatever, have this."
1: The ending of the book, as you describe it to me.
0: So let's let's talk about right. it. Let's. I'll tell you what. The, this is from the Wikipedia mm-hmm. for the novel. The majority of the group heads into Canada. I believe it's a larger group in that okay. one. To, the approaching, to let the approaching winner wipe out the Reach's unprotected and leaderless phoners. Clay heads south seeking his son. He finds Johnny who received a, quote, corrupted pulse. That is a thing that's in the book that is not in the movie. In the that there are weaker versions of the pulse that some people were kind of turned, but not totally turned. Uh, which is, they didn't have time to do that in this. Right. In the, the way that this movie works, yes. it wouldn't have worked. Uh He wanders away from Kashwak and seems to almost recognize his father. However, Johnny is an erratic shadow of his former self, and so, following another theory of Jordan's, who's the one who had all of the theories, apparently, in this one, Clay decides to give Johnny another blast from the pulse, hoping the increasingly corrupted signal will cancel itself out and reset his son's brain. The book ends with Clay's dialing and placing the cell phone to Johnny's ear. So that's mm. how it ends. We still don't know what
1: happened. See, but I like that so much better because at least it's an ending. It's an ending.
0: Even and if it's an unsatisfying ending to me, the reader, It what, what that tells me is Stephen King knew what the end of the story well, was. This, this movie uh, says whoever wrote the screenplay, which was also Stephen King, mm-hmm. did not know the ending of the story. And so he just gave us all of them and we can just do with that what we will. And I don't like that even if i don't like your ending mm-hmm. i i like less knowing that you didn't have an ending well
1: i like the ending the book's ending better because it's hopeful
0: because there is some hope yeah there's
1: like there's an end in sight i don't know if the raggedy man is more important in the book than in the film because in the film he's just not really much of a character yeah and we don't get much of him at all. I think editing would have helped this film. I think some reshoots would have helped it. Um uh, but I,
0: I think though the, the mm-hmm. fundamentally the problem starts with that screenplay. You you don't have as much character development as you need. Mm-hmm. And you don't have an ending. Those are two things that you should have.
1: It in should screenplay. well, I remember, um although he shouldn't be used as an authority on much things on many things, filmmaking is his area of expertise, Mr. Polanski, he said that he didn't mind not making movies in the States because movies here were about making deals rather than making films. And that's an interesting statement because it, it talks about, when we talk about the history of this film, especially as you see it in Wikipedia and also the description of it in IMDb, the property is bought, what, a month after the release of the, the book?
0: Pr- the book was released mm-hmm.
1: in January. The property was optioned in March. In March. And then it just lies in wait for a director for three years. And then well,
0: it had no. It had a director let, it immediately. Lies in wait
1: for a director for the director rather. Oh, got it's you. I see. Director for three years. Yes. Then we sign one star, and a year later we sign another star.
0: I also love this. March eighth, twenty uh, two thousand and six. It's it's announced that it's been optioned and that Eli Roth is attached to write and direct. Mm-hmm. Three years later, he's like, "Nah, I'm not going to do that now." W- what did he get paid, and does he have to pay it back? Like, that's what I don't understand. Because well, if I got hired to do mm-hmm. a job, and then three years later was like, nah, wh- wh- I, don't, I don't get more work after that. Like, what?
1: Well, I, I think, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this um, to our listeners, that I have a friend uh, is his uh, longtime partner, Lisa Mason, wrote a book, Arachne. She did a lot of cyberpunk science fiction. In the 90s. Uh Uh-huh. And um, she did a story called Summer of Love. I think that was the one, the original story that later became a larger piece of material, but it was bought by uh, Omni Magazine, which was a science fiction magazine back in the day that was very popular. Some producer bought the rights to it and is perpetually paying for the rights to use or not use the material. Yes. And he says it's he it's and Lisa get a very good chunk of change every couple of years yeah. because this guy keeps upping an option for a story that technically can't be made without being horribly out of date. Right. Because it was cyberpunk in the 90s. Um, so all that technology has changed. Right. And so he goes, yeah. And as of the last time I saw him, which was a couple of years ago, he was still getting money from that option. They were, rather. Yeah. So...
0: The yeah, no, it, it feels to me like if this movie had been mm-hmm. made in 2008, it could have right. been really good. But, like I said, we've, we've given so much to our cell phones at this point right. that it's not...
1: We've seen so much control.
0: And this story's been done a bunch of times.
1: By the point when he wrote the book was 2006. Yes. And the time it was made into a film was 2016. Correct. All right, in that time, this theme has been explored almost to death. My disappointment came with just the fact that it seems to have every element to be a really good movie and it just does not play well. It doesn't have enough. I don't care enough about the people in the story. I care about the people because they're actors I recognize, not because the characters have been set up so well. Right. And, you know, the actors are actually playing into it really well I really enjoy watching Samuel Jackson not do Samuel Jackson.
0: Yeah, Here, no, he's he just, just has to be
1: a dude. He's just another guy who's doing a job, who's stuck in a situation, and he's really good at it. Uh, John Cusack is kind of doing a little bit of a John Cusack thing. but
0: He's he's a little oshucks oh
1: hmm But um, also his character is a little hard to root for, being that he did leave behind his wife and his kid to start his new career. Yeah,
0: well, he didn't leave that's not why. He doesn't say that, I don't think. Um it's you know, he wasn't happy and the day that he the as soon as he walked out he knew he'd made a mistake, which is unfortunate. Uh but he could have any time in the last year tried to rectify that and not just wait a whole last year. Yeah, the the way this movie starts to make any sense. In the in the book, mm-hmm. he's in Boston Common. He's not in an airport.
1: Right.
0: I don't know why they moved it. Because you could have done the exact same scene outside of an airport and I wouldn't have been so confused by what this dude's been. I literally thought he'd been on the road for work and then you find out he's an artist and I'm like, you could do that literally anywhere. What? Right.
1: Like, well, that's why I don't like his character because I just sort of have this feeling that he he leaves, he has other relationships, he does all sorts of business and then when he gets really homesick, he just wants to come home and maybe that's the punishment. You but know, he also
0: just doesn't... He, doesn't, he wants to at, see
1: his child. When we're looking at the... Well, he also wants to get together with his wife. Mm. Because he tells her that. And she's like... Well, he because can't he might back. just presume
0: that that's what she needs to hear to
1: let him come home and see his kid. Well, but see, that's... Again, neither, none of that makes him a more likable character. Mm. I think that um, it's almost as if we're seeing the same theme that we saw in The Mist, which is there's a horrible price to pay for doing something wrong. In Stephen King's world, when we're looking at the mist, this guy refuses to help a woman home, his whole family would have survived had he made that choice. Instead, you know, he winds up shooting his own kid. It's just, there's these horrible, horrible um, consequences for actions that don't seem to be major. In this case, you know, leaving his family behind and starting his second career, there's a horrible consequence for leaving them behind. He loses them entirely.
0: Right. But you can't be like, well, that's what you get. Right. Well, <laughs> like, that's not... In the not...
1: also, that seemed to be... You know, there's an actual logical reason why he wouldn't want to go out in the mist with his kid. But, um, but yeah. So, horrible consequences. It's almost like um, William Friedkin's movies. Yeah. You played with a Ouija board. Now you're possessed <laughs> by Satan. And that's all he can... I not... prefer that at least to
0: you had sex, so now you have to be murdered by this...
1: Right. Like, well... There's that too, but you think there's no there's no um, latitude given to this girl for being twelve years old or whatever. It's like nope, this is what you get. Yeah, I don't like that.
0: I don't like it. So so that's this movie. It was it had a lot going for it. It had a lot and of it potential.
1: Didn't do anything with it. Yeah,
0: which is disappointing. Like I said, when I saw the cast, I was like, "Well, this should be good. There's no reason this shouldn't be good." And then I was like, "Oh." right it also
1: needed a screenplay and a director what is the name of that movie what movie i think it's called january man and it's a criminal thriller and the cast was like um god it was
0: 1989
1: right kevin klein kevin klein rod steiger uh, Sarandon, Mas- right.
0: Mary Elizabeth, Master yes, yes. Antonio, Harvey Keitel, Danny Ayala, Rod Steiger, Alan Rickman. N- now we've reached people I don't know, and I'm looking That's at that a cast. bananas. Cast. And
1: I just thought, how how could this movie fail? And it fails so badly. And you're you're thinking for the poor, what, I don't, what were you thinking? Why, how could you blow it with these? The people? fact
0: that it. Mm, this is the one sentence synopsis for uh-huh. that. Two years after being forced out of the NYPD, Quirky Nick is retired or rehired by the mayor to catch a serial killer after the eleventh murder of a woman. You can't put Quirky into serial right. killer movie and, that and expect that to work. That's broken.
1: They keep in this movie, they keep trying to force that point.
0: He's quirky.
1: He's quirky, that's he's funny. Quirky in a
0: no, that's they shouldn't do that,
1: though. He cooks horrible dinners for his mate. That's why Susan Stratton leaves him, and he winds up getting together with Mary Elizabeth. Um, and very much like this movie, that killer turns out to be just somebody who had nothing to do with the rest of the story. It's just a random person. And you're kind of like, well, what the hell? And even one of the characters in the film says that. Well, who the hell was he? And his response is, he was a nobody. He's always the last person you expect. Nothing to do with the rest of the film. And to this day, I'm baffled by how that worked. How, how yeah. you got that cast together and just like, hey, let's have a movie that has almost nothing else going for it. This script is terrible.
0: Yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, yeah. like I still haven't brought myself to read or to watch that movie from last year with Ian McKellen and Helen Marin in it. Right. Because my understanding is all that movie has going forward is Ian McKellen and Helen Mirren. Give them and it something wastes to do. them. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, that's so that's disappointing.
1: What I felt about this film, there was so much that you could have done with it. And it just yeah dropped like a But I do think room. a
0: lot of that was just time. 2016, mm. you've got to change the story. A
1: lot of it was time, but also the direction. He could have done something with this movie. Yeah, the
0: directing. Sorry, something. Todd. Todd with one D. You didn't do a good job. I understand directing is hard,
1: but... But it also reminds me of Oliver Stone saying horror is a very interesting genre in that you can be the best director in the world, but you can't direct a horror movie.
0: Yes, and some people who can direct horror movies can't direct anything
1: else. Right. I mean, you have people who should... Orson Welles should have directed a horror movie. His movies are creepy as hell sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, he would have been good, yeah, for sure. Because
1: his visual sense, especially in Citizen Kane, these weird kind of... Yeah, he did, or Lady from Shanghai with the mirror hallway and the shootout there. Yeah. He could have really had it. I was really glad that Alfonso Cuaron went in that direction a little bit because he also is a person who, judging from everything he does, could do dark and creepy very easily. Even his Harry Potter movie is dark yes, and creepy. Yes, absolutely. And so he should be doing a full on horror film, but. All right. Knock on wood. We're
0: coming to the end. Mm hmm. We're done talking about Cell. Yep. Get ready because for the next five episodes, we're going to be five talking about episodes. the same thing, and that thing is 11-22-63. twenty-two, 63. Is it a safe combination? It is not. Okay. It is a date. It's a date that we'll live in infamy.
1: Okay, that was another date. That it was December. different. That is December seventh.
0: Mm-hmm. So we are going to watch the Hulu miniseries. We are going to do it in chunks of two. Okay. So we will watch basically a movie length. Thing for each episode. Each episode, and we're going to talk James Franco, and we're going to talk to time travel.
1: Oh, James Franco! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can do it. You can do it. I believe I can in you can do it. I'm tough.
0: So that's what we're going to watch coming up. So if you've got Hulu, get on board. We Ooh. are watching it all, but we are watching it in pieces, as I said. So next week, episodes one and two. We're doing it in order. I feel like that makes the most
1: sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. Do you have something you'd like to recommend this week?
0: I will recommend. Yeah, I'll recommend it. If only for the Rachel Lee Cook of it all.
1: Oh, okay. I like her.
0: I will recommend a new Netflix movie called Love Guaranteed. It is a pretty by the book rom com mm-hmm. with Damon Wayans Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook, who we haven't seen in a very long time. And she's lovely and charming, and he's lovely and charming. And then at the end, they kiss. She's it's and a romantic attractive. comedy. I'm not spoiling anything. If and it wasn't a romantic if, if they didn't kiss, it wouldn't mm. be a romantic comedy. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's cute. It's 90 minutes.
1: I, <laughs> like, it's like, fun. It's it. cute. It's 90 minutes. I enjoyed it.
0: I enjoyed it. So, actually,
1: yeah, I did have something. Okay, good. What would um, you like to recommend? I would like to recommend, although, again, coming late to it, I, I didn't come around to it until now, at catching up with it, which is the second season of Lost in Space. Lost in Which I'm really enjoying. The first season I liked and there was mm.
0: What? Sorry everyone, we have a co-host that's decided to make an appearance. Alright, go ahead. Lost um, in space.
1: Yes, which I really appreciate. I, I really like the cast, and the second season, all the suspense is really ratcheted up. There's one episode um, where literally I stopped what I was doing and sat on the edge of my bed just watching it.
0: You always watch things through a second screen. You almost never don't. You usually have your computer open in front right, of but you. But I actually
1: stopped what I was doing to pay attention to it because it was so. And, and it's not like, you know, this is the, one of the first episodes of the second season. It's not like they're not going to go on and survive. But it was suspenseful in the kind of way where I was going, okay, how are they going to get out of this? Right.
0: Because it and does I not look like
1: there's an easy solution. They did
0: that regularly in the first season. Yeah, I and remember, this one has a... It felt mm, harrowing.
1: Yes. and every time. I remember uh, I'm in a science fiction group that, where there were people tuning it out because it was making them nervous.
0: Too much, yeah. So, I have anxiety. I cannot take it. Right.
1: It was, it's really fun. I'm midway through the second season. I'm really appreciating it because I was one of those people who really the original show was sort of disappointing. Yeah, so no, I recommend it. So,
0: the second mm-hmm. season the of all. The second season is very good. Are they doing a third season? Do you They're not...
1: going to do a third and final season.
0: Oh, nice. So they'll be able to wrap it up. Uh,
1: yeah, so they'll be able to wrap it up and 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 put an end to it. There were three seasons of the original show. That's it. Yeah.
0: That's surprising. But
1: that's also back when television. Oh, were there forty seasons episodes, of them, or there was, or forty know, episodes per season? usually thirty or forty episodes per show. I don't know how many there were all together. I think when you look at old television programs, they'll run for two or three seasons and still have seventy-six or eighty episodes. Okay, And You're wondering how on earth did that happen? Well, because they once didn't have time,
0: syndication. They didn't right. have repeats. They didn't have. And yeah. there,
1: there were especially on the original show.
0: They didn't have a fall and spring season. They didn't, yeah.
1: Originally, you saw it on the original show a lot of times, you could tell when they were just stretching out the budget for this particular episode as far as they possibly could. Yeah. Um, So there's things like that. But no, no, I'm really glad to see... So much of the, the technology used to actually reach the aspirations of whatever the art director was on the original show. Oh, interesting. Like, they certainly didn't have the money for it all the time, but here they're able to explore things like that and take a much more serious tone, so I'm enjoying it. Cool. Lost in Space. Check
0: it out. All right. That'll do it for this week. Mm-hmm. Next week, eleven twenty-two sixty-three. 22 number one, number two. Okay. And... James Franco. James Franco. And until next time, if you have questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at latecomerspod at gmail.com You can find us on Twitter at latecomerspod or on Facebook by searching Latecomers Podcast in the search bar. I remind you... Is that
1: your imitation of a sole person? Yes. A phoner. A phoner.
0: Uh, or the grudge. Uh, I remind you to take your medicine and we remind you... Better late than than never.